This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. I'm two sips into a mimosa. And we're we're on. Just don't pull my finger. I just won't pull you off. There are certain restaurants, places where the paparazzi park at the front. The Kardashian PR machine is unlike anything we've ever seen. That is so unladylike. We have the gorgeous co-owner of KKO and founder of Just Another Girl. This is Kat. Hello, how are you? Hello, good that morning. Was, that was so fun. <laughs> hello, how are you? Oh, hello, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> Prue, you True. need to throw your coach. <laughs> I'm two sips into a mimosa. <laughs> and we're, already and we're on. Kat, we're on one here. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> now, Just Another Girl um, or JAG as we like to call it, was created during our lockdowns and ISO and a way for you to share your PR skills with your audience. Um, And you created non-affirmation cards for bad girls. I did. Which I love. (laughs) So why are they non-affirmation cards? Is it because they're not fluffy? Much like this podcast, just no fluff. No fluff. Um, Me personally, I am not into like tarot cards or or woo-woo and I respect that others are. But I love the idea of having some sort of companion or fun routine that pokes fun at life, I guess. Yeah. And I'm really self-deprecating. So I thought if if I'm like that, there's got to be others that are out there oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> so um, at the time I was seeing a lot of affirmation cards and I was looking for some that were just a little bit more edgy and there really weren't any that spoke to me, so I just made them myself. Yeah, I love that. There really wasn't any. Every, everything was really similar yeah, at the time. Yeah. As you said, lots of people were beginning businesses in lockdown, so there were yep. lots of affirmation cards and journals and all sorts of stuff coming out, and they were all carbon copies of each other, I guess. So when I yeah. saw these and they were like a, a dark and, you yeah. know, <laughs> colourful but dark, but, you know, yes. Yeah, sweary. Very sweary. Um, so you brought them with us, uh, yep. with you, and we are going to pull a card yes. before we start. You are going to pull one. So, And then you're going to pull one too. Okay, okay. Let me just get them all out we of like the box pull here. here. <laughs> I'll pull your leg. <laughs> just don't pull my finger. I just won't pull you off. <laughs> naughty, I, I naughty, went naughty. Joke, you went sexy. <laughs> okay. All right, pick one, Ness. Oh, beware negative Nancy. She's a total drag who doesn't support you. You've outgrown her. Bye, bitch. Yes. See you, bitch. That's my card. Love it. Yeah. So that's great. That's no, you know, the world is your oyster. No. Airy fairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, fuck Nancy. Yeah. Fuck her. Yep. She's right. She is cancelled. She No, you. Oh, well, I don't yeah, want sorry, to. Sorry. <laughs> Nancy's gone. Okay. Your turn. Right. Oh, yeah, I love this one. This is be scrappy, know when to go another round and say no to submission. Yes. I love that because sometimes you can feel steamrolled in life Mm -hmm. and there are times when it's okay to cop a loss. Yep. But there are times when you can put your gloves on and get a bit scrappy. Yeah. Fight for it. Happens to me all the time in business. (laughs) (laughs) And in life. Be your own superhero. Being you is your competitive edge. That one's a bit nicer. Some really screw 4am. 
I love this one. Don't compare yourself to the early birds. Night owls are just as productive. I hate this fucking narrative that um, if you don't get up at 4.30 and go to the gym, yep. like, yay for you. If you enjoy training at that time, like fucking great. Yep. But I am not a morning person. I am not happy. I am not productive. I don't want to get up early. You Like I'm no less than you because I don't get up early. Exactly. Like, if I'm on my laptop at midnight, we joke about this, don't yep. we? I'm my most productive on uh, out of work hours. Yep. Nighttime and weekends when I'm not supposed to be working is when I get most of my stuff yep. done. Yep. I have forever been a night owl. Do you write your blogs at night? Because I, I have do. a bone to pick with you, <laughs> I knew you would friend. have a bone. I knew I when I wrote that, I was like, Ness ain't going to like this one. <laughs> no. Well, it's not that I didn't like it. I love, I love that I had a difference of opinion to your blog article. So let me tell everybody what your recent blog post was about. Um, we're going to talk all things PR today. We're gonna. We want to start with the Kardashians because the queen of PR yeah. is Kris Jenner yep. and the Kardashians. So you recently wrote a blog titled "Kim Kardashian can be offensive, but isn't she just being honest?" And your basis of that was that yes, she says some shit things, but she's telling the truth. So I read this blog a few times, and I want to discuss. And we probably have differences of opinions, like I said, but I love that. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. Um, I don't ever think one person's way is necessarily the right way. Um, so, I, firstly, I don't think she's offensive in the sense that she's out there throwing insults. Um, I think she is harmful mm. um, and some of what she says is quite troublesome. So, let's throw to the Met Gala, mm-hmm. right, where she was, um, for those who don't know, she was wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. It didn't fit her, which, of course, it wouldn't. It was sewn onto Marilyn Monroe, so it was made for someone's body. Yeah. And as we know, clothes are made to fit us, not the other way around. Um, but she said this. I tried it on and it didn't fit me. And so I looked at them and I said, give me like three weeks. And I, I had to lose 16 pounds down today to, to be able to fit this. But I, it was such a challenge. It was like a roll. Right. I was You're determined. Roll. Yeah, yeah, I was exactly. determined to fit it. So that to me is, is so dangerous. You and I both grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s diet culture yep. where soaking cotton balls in orange juice and swallowing them was a way to, you know, remain thin. Caleb's laughing. Like that was a thing. That was a thing. Like that's what models would do. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So I feel like we've come so far in getting getting rid of that diet culture and embracing and accepting ourselves for existing in the bodies that we have Mm -hmm. um and then someone comes along and was she being honest yes but my 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 thing with this is can people do whatever they want with their bodies fuck yes get your surgery lose weight put on weight whatever you want to do with your body is your body your choice hundred percent when you have incomparable influence and an audience of women and girls like she does like there's it's incomparable there's no one else with an influence like her on women and girls in the world yeah there is a moral and ethical obligation surely to not do that um and i guess that's why so many people called her out on it it's not the fact that she lost weight that's none of our business like if you want to lose weight that's your prerogative to do so but the way in which you did it um perhaps should have remained private because it was dangerous it's not healthy um and it's not something you want to promote and celebrate the way it was mm-hmm. celebrated. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts on that? The fact that you can understand that she's being honest, but... Yeah. Look, I entirely agree with everything that you've said. I think she has... There's a level of responsibility that comes when you are a celebrity of that magnitude, mm. without a doubt. But 
where I guess where I'm coming from is every single thing the Kardashians do, everything from what they wear, the situations they put themselves in, what they say is is calculated. It's yeah. thought through. And so is that honest then? I I or is I, it calculated? I believe it's part of her strategy now moving forward. Yeah. Is that she's less concerned about being her feet being held to the flames and more concerned about the bigger picture, which is yeah. consistently remaining within the news cycle, consistently pushing the narrative, taking the power back, making sure that she's in control of her story. Um, after a couple of months of bumpy press with Kanye going so rogue mm. um, and then, you know, the, the new show launching, I think that there's been there's been a real shift in Kim and it's, it's evident within the show as well, okay. the way that she's talking and, and delivering um, her thoughts. So while I think she was really irresponsible, I also think that as a society – we are begging for these celebrities to be authentic and genuine and just tell us the truth and why don't you just say all the surgery and everything that you do because the unrealistic beauty standards, which is another massive issue, Yeah, they never really speak on that. It's the one thing that they're mum on and this yeah. is the first time that she's really said something about it and it's dangerous Yeah, but it's – it's she well, – it, it, well, this is true. the thing. I find it contradictory because of that exact thing. Um, do Does anyone have to tell anyone any surgeries they've had? No. no. Again, but to <clears> say <throat> that they're honest when they are, are very clearly have surgically yeah, absolutely enhanced their they bodies. Have. Again, yep. yeah, like get like the surgery, it's nobody's business. Yeah. But um, to deny it and then sell the products that – uh, you know, helped achieve that body. The diet teas, which just make you shit your pants. The um, diet lollipops, the waist trainers, the revenge bod that was Kourtney Kardashian. You know, it's saying that all these um, – I, I don't agree with that in the sense that if you enhance your bum surgically and then you sell a booty program to people under the guise that you built your – Kylie bottom, Lip Kit, that's the greatest – that's the greatest example of that. Yeah. She, They're enhanced. It was obvious that her lips are enhanced, obviously, that she'd had filler. But she says it's lip liner. Was quiet on it and then used the controversy to, to then sell a lip kit. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So it's all yeah. – In a way, that's – So, so I, well, I guess, yeah, they're very calculated. I don't think honesty is there. I don't agree in that sense because I think there's – the, the complete contradiction there that yeah I did this diet so that that might be honest but also with what you're saying is that th they're quite calculated so she she knows that that's an irresponsible thing to say but she yeah. knows it's going to get <clears throat> the traction yes yeah yeah so yeah um, and for the record you know she didn't end up fitting the dress and had to carry the fur thing yeah. because it yeah. didn't fit because it wasn't her body it yeah. was literally sewn to Marilyn on the day that she wore it mm. um so yeah it's just such an interesting concept and I think for people listening a really important one for women because knowing that these things are calculated and are planned reminds us that this isn't real it's mm -hmm. not real life these celebrities are not real life they're not living real lives you haven't just seen them in a magazine like walking down the street in and, it, you know, for the Kardashians, for example, to have pictures pulled that aren't edited. Yeah. Um, the, the famous Chloe, um, where the whole family rallied behind her to get that image pulled because it wasn't edited. And she stood by the fact that she wanted to be 
Edited that was the biggest missed opportunity for them. And I'm surprised that nobody in that, like on their team said, guys, this is the opportunity. This is, this is the door that we should walk through now and really do the right thing here. And I'm surprised that they didn't. I'm surprised they they actually doubled down. I'm surprised as well that they haven't gone down that route with the way the world is moving forward. Mm. I'm surprised that, um, you know, and it makes me wonder if their image is so much more important to them that they just can't bring themselves to do it, um, to share unedited images, to be seen as they really are because of the Kardashian effect that they created Mm. they are now a victim of and they just can't they just don't want to be seen like that yeah um which is a shame it could do so much good and it would help them i mean maybe it's all a part of the plan yeah look (laughs) i mean it could be like moving forward it might be but i really feel like it was a missed opportunity there for chloe i you can see that she's um I, i feel like she's struggled the most yeah out of all of the sisters and and even just saying a few there's some comments that she's made in the early episodes of the new show on Hulu or Disney Plus which is where I watch it <laughs> um she says things I'm like oh man is like are you are you really it's like they've blurred the lines so much between their reality mm. and what's what's actually reality yeah and they don't know yeah but you know there's lots of people around them they've got the biggest They've, the Kardashian PR machine is unlike anything I think we've what well, we've ever seen, and I don't know if anything will ever match it. Let's let well, let's move on from the honesty thing mm. and let's continue on the you know the the PR train with the Kardashians and can we talk about the cucumber incident? <laughs> yeah, with Kendall because when I <laughs> first that. saw that. I was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Like, obviously, they're wanting this to go viral. Of course she knows how to cut a cucumber. My nine-year-old daughter who's never cut a cucumber would know how to hold and cut a cucumber. Um, And then you shared on your TikTok um, how she was wearing a branded jumper while doing that. And was it her brand? Her tequila brand. Yep. 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 818. Yeah, okay. Send me a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> They're our sponsor. <laughs> but yeah, she it took me um it took me a day or two to unpack it. Yeah. <laughs> like in my head. I was like, is she really like surely? And I'm like, no, of course. This is this is just a, a classic subtle PR stunt. Yeah. For brand recall. The more times you see a brand, the more it gets embedded in your subconscious, yeah. the more that you start to recall it. And that's, yeah, that's all so that was. True. You can almost see Chris Jenner. Her facial expressions almost give the stunt away. Okay. If you rewatch it. Okay. It's funny. Well, I don't watch the show. This is the thing. I don't watch the show. Um, be- but you've seen that clip. But I've seen the clip. Yeah, and yeah. I can tell you so many things about the Kardashians. And that's and that's the thing because um, when, when I posted about the Met Gala dress, for example, people were saying, well, just don't follow them. I don't. Yeah. But when you're that famous. Such a good point. Mm. That's I was having this exact conversation with someone the other day. You don't have to follow the Kardashians you're to actually seeing. know everything about them. That's the power that's the power of yep. them. The power they have in the media cycle and in everyday conversation and the narrative and social constructs and and the, oh just they are ingrained into so many facets of our society. Yep. You cannot escape them. And that's why I think they, they do have to be held to a moral and ethical obligation that other people, you know, aren't necessarily held to um, because of that. Because they are, even if you don't follow them, a lot of celebrities, a lot of, um, you know, 
uh, Instagram famous people, you can just unfollow them and you won't see them again. Yeah. But with the Kardashians, you see them yeah. in interviews on TV and the news and the, yeah. you can't escape it. So you are seeing these things and that's what's so damaging mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am aware of the cucumber incident and I immediately thought it was a PR yeah stunt. yeah you're savvy to it though because like, of you well, oh, well a, a lot of people really wouldn't pick up on that mm. um and I think going back to holding them ac- accountable this is where I think they've shifted into a new phase where there's a lot of podcasts out there now a lot of social commentators pop culture commentators that really are holding them to account the what's disappointing is the major media organisations who do not hold them to account. Yes, this is it, isn't it? And the reason why they don't is because they, the Kardashians are known, and this is a fact, you can look this up online and, and go down into a rabbit hole. The Kardashians are known if a reporter or a media publication writes an overly negative story that can impact the brand or any of their um, businesses and brands that they do have, Sue? they will just be blacklisted and oh, they will okay. never get access to that family and their products and brands again. And it makes what that other does, people so much money, right? Yes. What that then does is, of course, readership dwindles, clicks on their website dwindles, sponsorship dollars leave, people then are redundant, people lose their jobs. And if you boil it right down... You know, people are too scared to do that. That's the power of them. and But that's also the disappointment because mm. media are supposed to be – major media organisations are supposed to be unbiased and have yeah. that moral compass. Yeah. However, that's absolutely lacking yeah. um, from those big organisations. Um, so it's up to people like Eunice and, mm. and other commentators that really want to see this world get better yeah. to call it out. And I think that's why – you know, this episode is, is fantastic because while, we you know, we definitely see eye to eye on most things and we have small, you know, I guess we don't see eye to eye on some other things. Yeah. However, morally, I 100% see where you're coming from yeah. with their responsibility and their moral regard. But then I'm able to strip away my... Um, God, this is going to make me sound like literally like a psychopath, but I'm <laughs> I'm actually able to strip away my emotion and my my morals, and I look at it from a methodical point of view. If I was the publicist on that team, here's the challenge, here's the situation, this is the outcome that I want. What are the steps that I need to do that? But that's because you okay, work in PR, yeah, right? And so, so you I can guess I'm yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. I'm looking at it from a really a technical standpoint. Yeah. Um, do I agree with them personally? Me, Cat the human? No, Cat the publicist. This like is wow, yeah. fuck! It's a masterclass yeah. in how to manipulate and create your own narrative to earn. Big, big, big bucks. I can't imagine being, as a mum, being Kris Jenner and teaching my kids to manipulate like that though. Like it's just fucked. The whole yeah. thing's fucked. I just don't understand it. And I don't I don't understand the adoration and I've, I've never understood it though mm. of like celebrities and things. You know how people chase down a celebrity just for a photo and things like I, I could never. Like yeah. even if Brad Pitt was to walk in now, I'd be like, you're a good actor. There is one person on this earth that would make me melt and die and that is Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I would – I could not handle it. I would – I think my heart would explode. <laughs> but that's because I, she's puffy and you love I puffy. love her so much. Oh, Anyway, that's the only person that I yeah. think would, would rock me yeah. in a great way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> you're listening Sarah Michelle Gellar you'd never know who this audience will reach Kat I would die is she a whole pass oh I just are you I, even bisexual I, <laughs> <laughs> you're 
You don't have to be for Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> She's just a legend. Yeah. I just love her. And she that's someone that uses her platform for really good things now. Yeah. Um, you don't see a lot of her in, in mainstream media anymore. Well, this is the other thing. I remember, I can't remember the celebrity, but I remember hearing from a celebrity saying it's not that hard to stay out of... It's not. And this, these are American. We're going to yeah. get to Australian shortly because America's a completely different kettle of fish. Um, but like Keanu Reeves, for example, yep. stays out of the media. I think Sandra Bullock was talking about it. Um, there are certain restaurants, clubs, places where the paparazzi park out the front. Yep. So when you see um, celebrities leaving these restaurants like, mm, oh, paparazzi, they've gone to like that Craig's restaurant. Craig's in yeah. LA is a big one. Oh, the um, – Oh, there's another one and I can't remember the name of it. But Ivy used to be yes, big back Ivy. in the day. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Back in the 2000s, it was Ivy. And so you'd see Paris Hilton and stuff and acting like they don't want the paparazzi. The paparazzi there 24-7. Mm-hmm. So the celebrities would go mm-hmm. and um, make sure they were seen. But you think of how many celebrities you don't see. Yeah, And then when do you see them? Suddenly they're being papped at the beach and things or papped out in public. Oh, they've got a movie coming out or Mm -hmm. something's going on. Um, Yeah, so it's it's really interesting. But if you're not privy to it, this is where people base like self-worth and things on fans and followers and, you know, because – that, that's what they believe success is, but it's all planned. Absolutely. Even these famous people aren't as famous Most as pap you shots, think they are. Like 99% of the paparazzi shots are set up. Yeah. And that is that is just the way that it works. The paparazzi and celebrities, while they don't work together, they work together. Well, I've, you know? I've heard that the Kardashians do work together yes. with their – because yeah. you will never see an unedited Correct. Um, pap shot of the Kardashians. So, again, there's that belief that these are natural paparazzi shots taken by someone else. They're not untouched, Correct. but they are. And, and you'll find that it's normally – it's the same – paparazzi photographers mm. so there's a relationship there yes because um, they earn money for yes. every shot so they earn money so it's good money yeah and if the kardashians know that they have this relationship that the pictures will not go up unedited they will continue to use them and then there was That's that right. um image um i'll see if i can find it and pop it in the video version um there's the image of kim shot in mexico yeah on the beach on the beach yeah um unedited with cellulite like uh everybody has um you know, the the bum was a completely different shape and size to how it appears in her normal pap shots. And um, she was suing, wasn't she? Like yeah. she was going everywhere she could to have that removed and saying yeah. that it was edited the other way. Yeah. That it was and, – and it was it was just the fact that it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's really important for people in general to know that these things are orchestrated, that yep. this isn't real, and it's not just social media. You know, we all know that social media is fake and there's filters and – or do we all know? Well, most of us are aware now. There's an awareness around that, but there's not around paparazzi. Mm-hmm. I think it's super important to realise that yeah. even that is not real. There's nothing real when it comes to fame. and No, yeah. it's part of the PR machine. Mm. And, I mean, a couple of dead giveaways, if if people are interested in working out what's a, a staged pap shot, um, you just need to have a look at some of the J-Lo and Ben Affleck shots of them walking in Central Park in full glam. And then kissing against the side of one of the New York buildings. Like they that's a setup, that's a pap walk, yes. essentially. You've talked about a pap walk on <clears throat> your TikTok. You talked about Julia, what's her name? Julia Fox. Thank you. Yep. Um, and she is in underwear yep. with a jacket and yeah. some knee high socks and a boots or something uh-huh. like that. Yep. Um which, doing groceries. Uh, doing grocery shopping. 
Right, which is not like that was literally just for – and is this because her relation – she got a lot of paparazzi around the time she was with Kanye. Yep. Now they're not together and she's lost all traction PR-wise. She's not in the news anymore. Yep. And is this is this narcissistic or is it to benefit her for movie? Is she an actress? Is she's it, an actress. So she's wanting more movie roles or is it pure narcissism that these people struggle – to go yeah. from being in the limelight to – I guess it's like on TikTok, right, where you get a viral video. You've had a, a one of your first videos, over 100,000 views, and you get addicted to that, don't mm. you? And then the next video gets 700, and you're like, what the fuck? Mm. No, 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 mm. I want to – you know, is it that She's well? an interesting one because she's in um, – her her the biggest movie that she's been in is Uncut Gems, which is a Netflix film with Adam Sandler. But prior to that film, she was really – She's. It is an odd parent. <laughs> it's actually a really whack movie. Oh, they uh, just yell. Sandler's like they in yell it. the whole movie. It's it's full on. Anyway, he's whack. It's something tickle your little senses if you watch that. It's it's crazy. Okay. It's a serious film though. Like it's not Adam Sandler not a, in co- a serious comedy. film. Yeah. Okay. He got. It's critically acclaimed. Anyway. <laughs> well, remember that movie show on SBS like Margot and whatever. That's like what we're doing. I only now. watched SBS for boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Before I had access to porn. But anyway, sorry, as you were. That's funny. There you go. Yeah. Um, So she, yeah, was in Uncup Gems. But prior to that, she's actually like an acclaimed artist in New York City, like really big in the underground art scene to the point where her shows there were so exclusive and she's always been this eccentric character and Mm -hmm. really well known in New York, but only in New York. And then she landed Uncut Gems and then became – she was Josh Safdie's muse in Uncut Jams, oh, you know? Oh, yes. Which apparently people tease her voice, but it's a very common way to speak in California. Yes. And yeah. so she did that, you know, um, she was then with Kanye and it became a thing. And then she all of a sudden, I mean, that was a PR relationship for both Kanye and Julia. Yeah. And it worked. They got massive amounts of press. The spotlight was on them for a number of weeks. They went to a couple of fashion shows. And then, you know, her star really was on the rise big mm. time. And then well, I didn't know who she Kanye was until then, I'll out. be honest. Yeah, I didn't well, know who go. she was until the relationship with Kanye. Again, don't follow him, don't follow her. And that's her. most people. They, yeah. they wouldn't know who she was. So then, you know, she was invited to a few red carpets and she's been given these really – she's quite a funny interview to watch because she's, she's quite authentic in the yeah. way that she speaks and there's no bullshit about her. Like she's her always makeup. high, like her makeup. Her makeup, she's like, thanks, I did it myself. And yeah. then every, that, went, that sound went viral on TikTok with everyone doing awful makeup yeah. and being like, thanks, I did it myself. Yeah. yeah. So she – but, you know, she knows the game because she's been in it yeah. for so long. And then, well, like you said, they have teams, right? Yes. Who were just yep. like, let us take care of it. Yeah. You just yep. be you. You just be you. <laughs> and, like, that whole whole um, pap walk of her in the underwear, it, I was almost waiting for then her to be named as a celebrity or as a brand ambassador for an underwear line or yeah. a denim line because there was so much denim yeah. happening in that pap walk. And, th- I mean, you know what? That is just a bit of fun. That is yeah. harmless. And I thought it was really funny. I could see through it straight away. Yeah. Um, but, you know – I'm I'm okay with celebrities using the paparazzi and vice versa because that's part of of what the entertainment industry is. And and, and I mean it's a safer way to do it than what happened to Britney for example. Yes. Like you've got these photos of her sitting in a cafe crying because she went into this cafe to escape the paparazzi who used to camp outside her house, yeah. follow her around, and the lady in the cafe said come in here and then started taking photos of her. Like there's that extreme which was very much the 2000 yeah. tabloids. Yeah. 
paparazzi would it was camp a dark at. time it was a really honest. really really hard time and, and and i guess this is a way that you can have the rela- and I, I guess celebrities now have learned from that as well yes. like you can be chased down or you can give the paparazzi yeah, these opportunities w- yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely and you know that is the safest way to work with them mm. and they'll do you good you know they'll mm. do you a solid there's actually can i plug another podcast yes there's a really good podcast if anyone is is interested in truly deep diving into the paparazzi world because it's really murky and mysterious. There's a podcast called Hollywood Raw. Yep. It's run by two paparazzi guys, really famous paparazzi guys that are well-known and really well-respected. One one is based in New York. No. One's based in New York and one's based in LA and there's such a difference in the the pap scene from both the east to the west coast. Okay. And they unpack – so many scenarios and situations that they've been in as professionals. Yeah. They also have a lot of celebrity guests on and it's really interesting because they come from the whole they're quite defensive on on that line of work and their profession. Yeah. And they are like they don't hold back when they talk about celebrities and how much they are are used when the celeb when it's good for the celebrities. Yeah. And then when it's maybe not so good for the celebrities. They can't. Un- the celebrities cannot understand why mm. the paps are still there. It's like, well, you call us when you want us to promote something yeah. and and earn money, and then all of a sudden you're going through a divorce or whatever, or a negative type situation. And you want us to leave you alone. And you want us to leave you alone. Yet they don't. The celebs don't understand that there's PR teams behind them, mm. marketing teams, you know, studio execs, big studios behind them that are pushing. The narrative to the paps and and yeah. celebs are just a tool in a bigger yeah. picture when it comes to promotion of like say a, a big Marvel film or a DC Comics film, for yeah. example. Well, let's let's talk. Let's move to Australia because we're talking so much about American. Like I I think um, we can also view that as such an American thing, but it happens here in Australia too, right? It does, yeah. Now I've listened to enough, I've read enough that I know that a lot of the contestants in Maths Maths Australia, Married at First Sight have written into their contract as part of their contract that they will get the blue tick. That's why regardless of the amount of followers they have, they all get a blue tick at the end of the series. I do believe that they have to meet contractual obligations. So if they interview too early and things like yeah. that, they won't get it. But in order to get a blue tick, you have to be Googleable. You have to have national press. Um, so how do you get national press around a TV show that, yes, it's big, but I mean, it's not, these people aren't meant to be celebrities necessarily. It's the Daily Mail planned photo shoots. I mean, there's no way that these people who have just been in one episode of this show that the paparazzi knew last week that they're going to be at the beach. Mm. So I see straight through it. You know, there was the Olivia and um, Jack scenario of them um, imitating the Bryce and Melissa scenario <laughs> of the fake, like the pregnancy you know, although they were pregnant, but um, looking at baby clothes or engagement rings or like, you, <laughs> it's all called it's and, and and planned. And this is in, essentially to get the the blue tick. There's always standout standout cast members um, in the series. You look at Domenico, uh, Domenica um, from this season. She's already at nearly six hundred thousand authentic followers because of who she is. There's always going to be a couple of those people that come out of the show, but not everyone is going to have the fame and the blue tick. So yeah. it's orchestrated, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's they've, they've got to keep that flame burning. Yeah. And they almost have to strike while the iron is hot. And I'm not sure if they're getting any advice post 
their time on these reality shows. I highly doubt that the Channel 9 publicity team is sitting them down and media training them. Yeah. Um, I Well, I know for a fact that they are definitely not. Um, but it's almost like they're, they're thrown to the wolves essentially mm. and they have to – they've got to try and keep that star shining bright somehow and if that means they work with the paps then – then well, I'm, I'm assuming it's not them because they're still on the show. They haven't even got their Instagrams back yet when the pap shots are happening in the Daily Mail. So it's while the show's still airing. Yeah. They don't have their Instagrams yeah. back for months after. Um, so I'm assuming it is oh, channel. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant when they finished the show. No. So during the show. There's some. Got you. Like, so during the show. That, so that's Channel 9 doing all of that. Yeah. Right. To get them the publicity. But then there are some hilarious after the show. Yes. Pap shots that are clearly not organised by Channel 9. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm with you now. Sorry. Yeah. I thought we were talking about post Yes. Um, yes. There are some that are very clearly not. Sorry, an example of that is the um, Amanda Mikolaf. Mm-hmm. Right. She did. It was very obvious that it was a, a, a purchased paparazzi thing because um she had a new partner um there were all these loved up shots against a tree and like sitting in a cafe fake love like it was just it was not like there's just no way that the paparazzi would have even known who she was no no she would have arranged that yeah definitely have you in pr ever had because i think so much of it is narcissism as well um have you ever had an individual contact you or your organisation yes. to arrange publicity shots to get that blue tick or, yes. you know, appear yes. famous. Yes. Yes. Multiple maths oh contestants have reached out ones. to, to um, KKNO, multiple. Actually, Amanda was one of them. Yeah, of course she was. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going back to whenever her ser- series was. Um, but, like, my, my response is we aren't that type of PR agency and it's not the type of PR that – excites me I like commentating on it yeah I really love that but I it's not the sort of PR that I'm into I can tell you a story from um, a couple of years back uh, going back to probably 2017 late 2017 because I was heavily pregnant and we were I was doing the press for the Maxim Hot 100 Mm -hmm. party or the Maxim Hot 100 issue, and every year it it's this big party. They invite all the Maxim models. You know, most uh, like celebrity guests that are going there are all reality stars. Yeah, and it's just this big piss up, and um, you don't Sounds really fun. see. Yeah, which okay. was fantastic being like seven <laughs> months pregnant. Thank you very much. Um, but that night in particular, uh, the lead up. Sorry, you know, my whole job is to get press around the event. The event was invite only and it was, um, you know, set for a Thursday night or whatever it is. Big red carpet. They wanted pap shots everywhere. They wanted to be in the Daily Mail. They wanted to get some mainstream media attention for it. Um, and so, you know, how do you do that? Well, you invite a lot of these people that are really good at hamming it up for the cameras. Yeah. So we had a lot of um, Bachelor contestants, um, Bachelorette contestants. We had um, maths people there um love island oh love island i think actually i don't think we had love i don't think we did have love island there oh it mightn't have been existed then yeah no it was really like bachelor and maths was were the two major ones and um and then you know you throw into that mix the maxim models and then you also throw in some sports stars so bernard tomic was also there um and that night in the lead up, I rang a pap that I know um, works for one of the big pap organisations and he's like, who's going? Who's going? 
I said, these are everyone that's been invited. We're not sure who's going to turn up, but this is who's been invited. He's like, great. If we can set up this shot in particular. And I think it was having, I'm really trying to rack my brain as to who the, um, the maths contestant was that they wanted or, or the bachelor contestant. I, I wish I had remembered that I was going to, I wanted, I should have known I was going to tell this story because I could have looked it up in my emails, but, um, if, if he you remember, wanted, we'll I will. edit. The I'll have a look. some text up the top. I just need to, if I can refresh my memory on the guest list, I'll know exactly what it was again. But the scenario was to have the setup shot of the girl in Bernard Tomek's VIP area. Of course. That was the setup shot. Yep. He's like, if I can get that, I can seed it out far and wide. Okay. And that's going to... That's going to be great publicity for Maxim. The magazine are going to love it. Like I ran it by the magazine was like, whatever, just yeah. like, get us know. publicity. Yeah, get us publicity. Care. It doesn't yep. matter. And so there was, there's so many of those scenarios that happen. For, like for me personally, I, like that event was, it was great. It was a good event, but it's not the PR that I enjoy doing. Yeah. It's, um, it is really, going back to your point, it's super fake yeah. and narcissistic yeah. and everyone is out for themselves and it 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 feels like it's like you're in school yeah. a little bit. There's no the cool group just, and there's yeah. this and it and it's nasty and it's toxic. It is literally your self-worth is based on how popular you are. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. And it's I it, think what you do now I is was also nurture, super pregnant. Nurture, yeah. <laughs> Standing next to some Maxim models, yeah. like thanks, whatever, <laughs> love that yeah. for me. <laughs> um, um, it, what you do now, I think, is you really nurture and help brands, you know, be authentically them and grow as just as tell brands, stories. Yeah, yeah, good okay, stories. Yeah, I love that yeah. storyteller. Well, before we finish up, you got some questions on your Instagram <gasps> oh, yes, for today's podcast yep. episode. Um, would you like to share a couple yeah, of your favourites and we'll? How do I find where they are? Okay, here we go. So this one was epic and this came from thestylefiles.oz. Oh, hello, We love her. Um, So great question. Do you think cancel culture for people in the public eye will ever end? So explain what cancel culture exactly is. Well, cancel culture is when – there's information, typically it's old information dug up on someone that they mm. said publicly or perhaps on their social media channels years ago that could be deemed racist, inappropriate, um, misogynistic, anything that can bring them down, mm. like anything that can put throw them into the negative light. So I'm trying to think of some people that have been cancelled. So okay, I've have. got an example for you just now. So the Bachelor's come out with three new Bachelors. Oh, <laughs> let's great not let's not even get into the fact that um, they're all um, looking for women. They're all white and they're all young um, and they're all able-bodied and they're all straight-sized. So um, yeah, sounds about white. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the fact that Jed, one of the uh, he's the the love child of um, Machine Gun Kelly and um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Siren, uh, Siren, Kieran, <laughs> Kieran, <laughs> Sirius from Harry Potter. <laughs> so Jed, he's the love child of um, Machine Gun Kelly and um, Kieran Stott from um, right. The Bachelor years ago. He's like a baby of them. Um, he has um, been announced as one of the Bachelors, and information has come out. Shared Twitter or Facebook posts 
from 2011. Yeah, wow. And they're very misogynistic. They're horrible, the things that he said. It was 2011, he was 14. Mm. It sucks, yes, but... (coughs) Excuse me. But there's an example. So is that an example of cancel culture? Yeah, so someone's actively trying to cancel him. Yeah. Okay. I would like to think that people... I I have certainly changed between... I mean, gosh, I was in... um, teenage detention, yeah. at juvenile detention at 15, 16. Yeah. I have definitely changed yeah. to the person I was then. Yeah. Um, and the things that I said and did, I would hate to be still shamed for. And Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, so, I mean, he needs to go on a mass delete spree. But I, I, yeah, he does. He needs to go back in time and have a look at everything he's ever put out there to the world. Yeah. But, you know, cancel culture is an interesting one It because in a way – the reason why it exists is was actually coming from a good place because people were holding people to account mm-hmm. for things they have said and being like, enough is enough. This this is unacceptable yes. and it's inappropriate and we aren't going to take this shit anymore yeah. as a society. And, and, you know, I was all for it then and then now it's what's happened to some people is that we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. We all say things that we don't mean and we all say things in the heat of the moment that can be misinterpreted. Or or things that are wrong and through uh, over time we become educated and we learn through discussion and we can regret things that we've said and done. Yes. So, you know, I think there needs to be some level of compassion for people that, that, you know, speak before they think or put their foot in the mouth instead of them being like you've said this one thing that I don't agree with and I think it's inappropriate and you are done you are dead your career yeah. is you'll over. never work again you'll never work again yeah it's and not realistic sucks. and it's not it, it we're human that's right yeah yeah so will I do like I guess to answer um Lauren's question do I think it will ever go away fuck no, no. <laughs> I think it's something that it's here to stay it'll get worse in my and, opinion you know the way that these people have to um manage it that is what's going to depend on if they have a career moving forward they have yeah. to manage it right they got to cop it on the, the chin they got to apologize straight away and make it a genuine apology none of this Travis Scott bullshit where you're just looking into your phone saying oh fuck I'm so sorry about my concert that fucking mm. killed all these kids mm. and then moving on and not actually releasing a proper statement yeah like yet he isn't cancelled no. There's some people that are uncancelable. Um, this has been so insightful. I oh, love I've you. I've had so much fun. I love you too. Um, this has been so good, but I will put all the details. I'll put your TikTok, your Instagram for Thanks. Just Another Girl. I'll put yep. KK and O in there as well. Oh, um, thank you. For storytelling. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, all in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming today. Let's Thanks have another for mimosa. Me. We're empty. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It's, yeah, it's totally mimosa yeah, time. 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock <laughs> somewhere. It's 12 o'clock here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming.